0: Welcome back to the Hoof and Fang Podcast. I'm Kurt Graves.
1: And I'm Maz Medics.
0: How is your week going, Mass?
1: It's going. <laughs> like it, it's
0: It proceeds. It proceeds. It continues. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, it's like so we've got a lot of fun stuff going on, like on in our world, but mm-hmm. outside, it's just been nuts. Like just very dumb. Meaning not
0: podcast world. Yeah, not yeah, podcast world.
1: Yeah. Like the the outside of Hoof and Fang has yeah. just been bonkers. Like I've got both my parents went in for like surgery last week they're fine but like they they let me know like way last minute so they'll text me like the night before and be like oh by the way like i'm having all of my teeth removed or something and i'm like oh okay Okay. well
0: hey at least you get some notice ahead of time fair sometimes i'll see my parents and they'll be like oh yeah three months ago i was in the hospital for a couple days and i'm like what
1: yeah why didn't you tell me (laughs) that
0: (laughs) well what were you gonna do i'm like Come see you. Be concerned, know yeah. about it. Yeah. I don't like I, I don't know. know why do pe- why do we tell our families anything? <laughs> exactly. If you only it's- tell the people who can actively help you heal, yeah. then <laughs> Yeah, but like, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not going to help you get better. But John's a physical therapist. He (laughs) might be able to help.
1: Right. It's just family's weird, man. Family's weird. Mine in particular. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah. I I think I'd be exceptionally pissed if I didn't hear about it at all until like way after the fact. It's
0: not even like there's nothing to get mad about. It's just like, what?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I mean, obviously
0: everything's fine because here you are telling me about it. But like. I sincerely hope at some point that if something really serious happens, they let me know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, hope I don't so. I show up to be like, hey, we haven't visited my parents in a while. And my dad's like, oh, she died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what could but, you do about it? D- yeah, <laughs> did I
0: forget to tell you? I mean, you're way up in Green Bay. What are you going to do? Yeah, way
1: up in Green Bay. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, you're an hour away. Yeah, right? Like, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs>
0: so yeah so things keep uh keep going and uh yeah and we do have some exciting things hopefully in the future that we'll be sharing with people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so if you are not subscribed to our patreon that is where all that good stuff will be coming out so we highly recommend checking that out Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. we
0: have exciting things coming your way um more exciting things have happened in the world Yesterday, the Audi nominations came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when this episode airs, it will have been earlier this week. Right, right. Um, <laughs> uh, And some of our own got nominated for Best Erotica. So cool. Michael Leslie narrating Lily Morton's monster series. It's awesome, or monstrous series. I think the series is called okay. Forgive me if I'm getting that wrong, I didn't write it down. Yeah, my bad, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Um, but yeah, <coughs> mm romance is represented in erotica at the Audis, which is the Oscars of audiobooks. So, yeah. uh, if you know either of them or you are fans of either of them, make sure to reach out and say congratulations because that is that is a huge deal, yeah, for audiobooks. That's very that's cool. as big as it gets,
1: yeah. Very cool. Well, congrats to them. Yeah, well deserved. Them. That's awesome.
0: And uh, if you really enjoy listening to my voice, uh, this week we also released some teaser episodes of my other podcast.
1: Oh, very cool. So fun. it is
0: called the Narrator Roundtable. Mm-hmm. It is available wherever podcasts are found, as well as on YouTube. You can look it up in either place. Cool, cool. And it is essentially there's a group of us, there's five of us who are like the five permanent hosts, mm-hmm. and we will kind of rotate in and out of doing episodes. Think like The View. Okay. Where there's like yeah. a regular group, but like they kind of come and go sometimes. Right. Uh, and then a guest host every week where we just talk about some shit that's going down in the audiobook industry or things that we think need to be addressed. And sometimes we're talking about the craft of audiobooks. But if you've ever been interested in more of a behind the scenes look about being an audiobook narrator, mm-hmm. this will be a way for you to get that inside look. And if you've ever been interested in narration, uh we are gonna be telling a lot of tales so cool you know it's it's that thing where like people end up like in rooms like talking and like that's where the real shit comes out oh yeah but there's only like four or five people there yeah, yeah. we're broadcasting that
1: that's great so
0: it's those types of conversations but we're putting them out in the world uh so hopefully that interests you uh, at least a few people who listen to this podcast. For and sure, if you want to go go check that out. We would appreciate the subscribe and the likes and the reviews.
1: Good, awesome. I'll make sure to tune in. I love hearing about other drama, even if I'm not a part of it. Like that just sounds <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, tell me the dirt. Well, like- and there is there's <laughs> yeah. drama
0: to be had in, in <sighs> well, our it. industry, as there is yeah every industry. Mm-hmm. I am sure. Oh, for yeah, but, yeah.
1: you can't avoid it. It, it. i think anytime you're working with other humans, drama happens. Yes, even if the, everyone seems very cool. It's impossible okay. to navigate. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds fun.
0: Yeah. So there's five episodes out. It's an introductory episode for each one of the five hosts. Mm-hmm. And then on February 14th on Valentine's Day, we are launching the first episode as a love letter to our industry. Oh, so cheesy. And, uh, and our guest it. our guest host for that episode is uh, queer romance narrator, Joel Leslie Frumkin. Hey, awesome. So, Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't even it. the one to invite him on.
1: Okay, I was <laughs> to say, well, okay, well, that makes it even more special. <laughs> but
0: it's still a very gay episode. Perfect for Valentine's. Yes.
1: Day. Yes, <laughs> make Valentine's gay. I make Valentine's love it.
0: gay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so those are some things that have happened this week, mm-hmm. uh, and we released our audiobook last week.
1: Yes. Three Meant
0: to Be. Three Meant to Be by M.N. Bennett it mm-hmm. is out in the world. It exists. Yes. Those crazy kids with their powers. It's you can so go fun. check it out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and do tell us uh, if you're listening and enjoying it. We mm-hmm. love to hear from from listeners. Yes. Next month, mm-hmm. we are going to be doing... Drumroll, please. Oh, that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, our February audiobook is... Faces by a.m. Rose. So this is perfect for the month of Valentine's day. Mm -hmm. It is a very romantic, uh, Shorter, but, like, not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, because the last like, one
1: was kind of sprawling. Yes, like it was yes. A, it and was February's a, a
0: short month, damn it. So, yeah. like, I needed something shorter. So, it's, like, it's just a perfect fit for, like, the month of Valentine's. Uh, but, obviously, it will be coming out at the end of the month, as they always do. Right. Uh, so, yeah, a beautiful romance with a touch of magic and... Awesome. Highly recommend checking out uh, more information about that uh, online, mm-hmm. and uh, know that the audiobook is coming to you at the end of next month.
1: Mm-hmm. Exciting! So
0: that's coming up. Yep, yep. What else is coming up on the Patreon? So
1: on the Patreon, actually starting today, which is very exciting. Um, I'm going to start releasing
0: today, today, or like today, Friday. Today, Friday. Today, Friday. So
1: when this airs, <laughs> it will be available <laughs> today, Friday. Um, I'm going to start releasing some work in progress chapters for our $5 member. So anybody who's at least subscribed to the Dear Reader level will get access to this stuff. So I'm going to be doing weekly. Yes, weekly updates of my work in progress chapter. So this is like unedited. I typed it. Just said it's good and mm-hmm. you guys get to read it. So this is like before it gets touched by betas and stuff like that.
0: It's a hot mess, y'all. It's a
1: hot mess. So you're <laughs> going to need to forgive the weird Maz doesn't know grammar rules. There's a lot of dashes where they're not supposed to be and stuff. So you get to see what my brain <laughs> looks is, like. I was
0: say, this is going to be such a peek behind the scenes. Y'all
1: I'm listen, I'm dyslexic. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> I go fast and loose with the punctuation. Like I pay very nice people to tell me to stop doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so That's I'm somebody
0: be- else's job.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, yes. And God bless them because they, they got the work cut out for him. It's not that bad, but, I'm sure my editor somewhere is screaming. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be doing um, Wild Contracts Two is with the betas, so I'm going to start releasing those chapters. So you can actually go read Chapter One on our Patreon right now. It's it's up. It's available. It's ready to rock and roll. And then I also have um, Relic short stories in the oven. The first one is already done, and it's with the betas right now. It's going to be Simon's story about his shifting process when he discovers what happens after he's been taking his dinosaur horm- horm- hormones. So mm-hmm. like what he gets to turn into, how he handles that, where he's at when that happens, mm-hmm. um, all that good stuff. So that'll be exclusive to the Patreon. And I'm very excited about it. And I've got some other fun short stories planned and I plan on doing some story polls for people. So after the first couple short stories are out, um, members will be able to vote on like what they want to see next and like who the story will star and all that good stuff so some good shit um,
0: some good shit good shit yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: boys yeah <laughs> so yeah
0: that's uh, but it's i it's only play shit. them in books yeah i i like them i can't really play a convincing one either
1: <laughs> but <laughs> anywho um so yeah that's what we have going on and i'm excited to finally kind of like jump in and do it we, we kind of discussed it when we first started doing the patreon like oh i'm gonna do short stories and stuff I'm like you know what damn it yes we're doing it we're doing it we're doing we're, it. we're just gonna commit to make it happen we're gonna yes. make people happy so
0: make people happy mm-hmm. bring more people into the fold yeah we're creating our little coven
1: exactly yeah yeah it's time yeah, it is time. time to grow the coven mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. we need to come up with a fun little cute name for our patreon people yeah like my facebook group is my minions so mm-hmm. we need to think of something to call them. Maybe that can be another poll. What do you want us to yeah, call you? Well,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what are
1: your nicknames? Well, yeah, I yeah.
0: love that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, we'll put that in the plan. We'll do okay. that at some point.
0: You're in charge of that.
1: Okay, I'll make a note. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We well, we need to do more polls and uh, open it up to people so they can get more involved in the fun shenanigans. happening We should do over a poll there.
0: about whether or not people want more polls.
1: Yes, or cute. more
0: poll. Eh. Hey. Uh, uh,
1: see so you. Made can, it gay. <laughs> That's what we do here that's, over at Open yeah, That's what we're we make do. Making Valentine's Day gay mm-hmm. or making Patreon gay. Love Everything's
0: it. gonna be gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: well it's our job. <laughs> well, speaking of other gay things that we like, um, let's, I was
0: really wondering how you were gonna transition. Yeah, I was I, like, is she gonna do it?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do it. Um, let's talk about anti-heroes. Yes. They could be gay or not. Preferably gay though. Um, not really. So I wanted to talk about uh, favorite lovable bad guys and books, media, film, that kind of stuff. So let me hear them. I want to hear about your favorite. So
0: I've sort of split mine up into categories. Oh, okay. Because, well, the first one, like there are just so many good ones that I was like, I don't want to go through a long list of them, but I'll group them. Okay. Uh, And that is like MCU slash Marvel comics. Mm, anti-heroes. Okay. Excellent. I think they're excellent at writing antiheroes. Yeah. Um, especially in the X-Men franchise, mm-hmm. two of my favorites. Okay. Magneto yes. and mystique.
1: Yes. Love that.
0: Like they're like, I couldn't pick between the two. I mm-hmm. love them both. Yeah. Uh, just classic anti-heroes and that they are often the enemy but mm-hmm. sometimes we have to team up with them and honestly when they make their case for why they are do the things they do there's a part of you that's like well yeah they're not wrong though right yeah they're I, not wrong so like you're sort of rooting for them mm-hmm. even when sometimes you're like oh no stop it yeah and, yeah you know their methods might be eh, right, right rough
1: but like the message behind it or like mm-hmm. their motivations are very human.
0: And there are times when like the story centers around what they are doing. Like they really do become the heroes, the protagonists of, of the plot. Mm -hmm. So, um, another one in that category would be my beloved Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Hard to beat that one.
0: Oh, Tom. Mm
1: -hmm. That was the role he was born to play. I swear.
0: I heart him so much. And I heart him in that role and I heart Loki. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I loved the, Second and final season of Loki, mm-hmm. and what they did with his character and like true anti hero. He is wonderful mm-hmm. and great. Yeah. Uh, and also in the, the MCU, I love the Scarlet Witch.
1: You, that I think one Elizabeth is. Elizabeth
0: Olsen is so good yeah. in that role.
1: Well, and that was such a good storyline.
0: Great series yeah. that featured her. Like, And I think great things are to come. Mm-hmm. I really, really love what they've done with the Scarlet Witch in the MCU.
1: Yeah. We, man, I, th- I feel like we could talk about that one for a long time. Cause I, like, I remember it, it was so conflicting at the very end and we're going to spoil the shit out of this. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But like, in uh, turn this
0: off now if you haven't watched yeah, WandaVision exactly. or, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially in WandaVision because it was like, when you find out, like her kid, like everything's just manifested, and like she has to just murder everyone to set everyone free. Well, I
0: wouldn't say murder, but yeah. she murder
1: her imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, I was almost like, I mean, do you have to though? I mean, can anyone really stop you? Mm-hmm. You, you could just keep doing this. Right. You know what I mean? Like I went full evil. I just went <laughs> like went full Wicked Witch.
0: Well, I was also just side. go find, go find an abandoned town. The yeah. problem was that she took over a bunch of people's lives in right. an existing city. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, 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 that's not great. That's not good. That's not good. But like, just go find a farm mm-hmm. and you can like manifest your, your family people there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's ways around it, but like I said, because I got so attached to her and her family and stuff mm-hmm. by the end of it, I was just like, fuck them you
0: know what I feel like? right i
1: mean she's the scarlet witch in the movie franchise and within the comic books it's like the top tier superpower yeah. y- you can manipulate reality mm-hmm. okay yeah. like nobody can touch you and it's like that in the comic books too like it's so cool and i remember i read um oh crap scarlet m or something the uh, house, original- of m. house of m mm-hmm. yeah and uh I-, I remember reading that and that one just being like this this character is like the most OP character in the mm-hmm. entire universe. So yeah.
0: OP love that. means Overpowered. Overpowered. Okay.
1: Super sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, that's that's a great pick for anti-hero. I love yeah. her.
0: So those are my Marvel MCU anti-heroes. Okay. What's what's one or some of yours?
1: So I I picked up my top two, but now I'm gonna have to like scramble because I <laughs> like you have a whole list. I'm like, oh shit. Um so the first ones I wanna talk about were from the locked tomb tr- trilogy that, uh, or the series. Cause I think there's more than three books. Um, but it's the Gideon, the ninth, it's the oh, lesbian necromancers in space. Love those lesbians. Yes. Yeah. Like every character in those books are bad. Like the entire, <laughs> the entire cast of characters are all antiheroes, which made yeah. it so fun. Cause they're all kind of assholes. Um, but then of course, as you like delve into it, you realize their motivations are awesome, but they're just, <laughs> they're, reasoning on how they're behaving is just not there. Like they're Mm -hmm. just bad people. Um, but they're, they're interesting. They're funny and they're basically trying to better the universe by dismantling how it's been crafted in the necromancy Mm -hmm. way. Um, but man, there's some of the most compelling weird antiheroes like, uh, I could probably talk about this way too long, but <laughs> I'm trying to pinpoint exactly why I like it so much. I think my favorite one, her name is Anthe, and she's this like snobby, like mousy, like she seems like the sickly character at the beginning of the first book. And then by the end of it, she's like terrifying because she figures out a way to like puppet her dead siblings around and stuff. And like by the end, like in the,
0: sounds like an anti-hero to dude me.
1: and like it's it's wild she's so, but she's so terrible but such a bitch that i loved her like because she's this untouchable force and she's just like oh you're pathetic but also cute in this <laughs> in a mousy sort of way and i was like oh god i want her to marry me and this is a toxic relationship yep so but yeah highly recommend if you like <laughs> so what is it that i support women's rights and women's wrongs that's uh, the motto of these books yeah. like because there are some heroes but the the women doing the wrongs is what makes it like hell yeah like nice. this is so good nice so yeah awesome mm-hmm. cool uh
0: okay so my second bucket okay because there were two and i was like i want to talk about both of them okay these are my showtime anti-hero baddies excellent uh so that first was dexter Mm-hmm. did you ever watch that i did yeah. yeah so i watched the first three seasons and mm-hmm. then a little bit of season four after the trinity killer and i was right. like it had gone downhill and i yeah. was like nope i want to remember dexter as the perfect three seasons of television that it was you did the right thing and i stopped yep so i don't know if it got terrible or the same or better i just don't but it doesn't matter because the first
1: three seasons are great
0: yeah and it, that's against character for me to be mm-hmm. so into a show about a serial killer. Yeah. But that's how good the show is. Yeah. And how good that actor is mm-hmm. to make me invested and on the side of somebody performing gruesome murders. Yeah. Surrounded by other people performing gruesome murders. Mm-hmm. I loved that show until sure. I didn't. And then I stopped.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I said, you, you made the right call because it's not that actor's fault but the yeah. writing just took a nose dive yeah. pretty hard but yeah.
0: and then uh my other one from showtime is nurse jackie did i you know ever watch nurse i didn't i
1: think we started it and then something happened and we didn't finish i
0: it. love Edie falco mm-hmm. and just like a super flawed not great human being yeah moving through the world and i was just like this is great tv mm-hmm. this is great tv somebody who's like But, but like, honestly, genuinely, I still feel is like mostly a good person who Mm -hmm. just like, because of addiction and some other, like maybe personal flaws, like does some shady shit. But Mm -hmm. like, I was always on her side, even though she was almost always the bad guy of the episode.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that's what makes them so fun is because it it almost gets boring when you have characters that are perfect Mm -hmm. or that are, you know, the tried and true Superman style. Like I stand up for everything. That's great. Those people don't exist. Like you're, you're no. everybody has some type of weird flaw and it's especially compelling when it's somebody who has these constant battles that they're, they're trying to push through and they make bad choices, but at their core, they're mm-hmm. not bad people. They're just, they're just shit at making good decisions sometimes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah.
0: What is your second person?
1: Well, going off, well, I'm going to wedge one in there going off of, um, good anti-heroes in TV. Did you ever watch Bojack Horseman?
0: I have. I've seen episodes. I haven't okay. watched the series. He,
1: I would even say maybe not even an anti-hero because he's just a bad person mm. throughout, like in his core, deeply flawed. Like, and you get a peek as to like why he is the way he is. He's got deep depression and abandonment issues and all kinds of stuff. But this man just is
0: great topics for an animated
1: it's so good because it sounds, it looks so goofy, right? Because yeah. they're all like animal people and mm-hmm. normal people, and it's yep. set in Hollywood and dur, dur, dur. but like it's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the storytelling is great. This the character arcs, like not just Bojack's because he's kind of a constant piece of shit, but like mm-hmm. everyone else around him grows and, and gets better, but Bojack never does. Oh, and so like he realizes that in part of his journey, but like he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Like that's his whole journey. And it's just so good. Cause by the end of it, even though he constantly makes other people's lives miserable, you still just want something to go right for the guy. Yeah. Like, Cause you know, he's not trying to hurt people. He just does. This is nature. So like, even by the end of the episode with like the trail of damage behind him mm-hmm. or the uh, end of the series, rather, I'm like, I just want him to have a happy ending. Yeah. I want something to work for this guy. Uh, And it's just, it's great, man. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Bojack is the epitome of just the worst character that you're like, <laughs> yay, Bojack.
0: <laughs> and it's funny, right? It is. Okay, it, well, good.
1: they they do a really good job of balancing these like deeply heavy important topics of like depression, um, self-esteem issues. They have a whole character who suffers through infertility and her like coming ahead of that, which I wow. can super relate to. So like these topics that are like on their own, I would never watch something about because it, it would bum me out. But the they just swoop in with the punchlines just just at the right time where you're like, I can breathe a little bit between mm. it. But the it's it's definitely worth a watch if if you can get into like an animated series, it's really good. Right.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so my final one is actually just a single, uh, but maybe it'll be grouped with yours as part of an animated series. Okay. Um, and maybe he came to mind because I might be looking forward to the live action adaptation next year. And it's Zuko in the last airbender. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, And again, I don't know if I'm cheating because I'm basically like, I'm picking a lot of bad guys who then like become good guys. I don't think that's cheating. Uh, But I like, again, Dexter it was sort of the exception of me being able to watch television shows where people are actually doing truly awful things. Yeah, (laughs) Like I couldn't do breaking bad. I couldn't do the shield. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't do any of those. They were just too dark and sad. Yeah. Um, but this is like another, a person who like you understand why they are the way they are and why they're making the choices they are. Mm -hmm. They are a product of their circumstances. Yeah. uh, And yet they overcome it and become part of a larger story and part of the hero arc. Like,
1: Yeah. I love that.
0: Love, love, love that series. Don't know. if Man, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna be optimistic.
1: Yeah, they need to do it justice. Like somebody Ooh. really needs to like make this adaptation work. It deserves. If they're gonna it. do
0: it, they need to do it well. Yes. I, I I'm still like, why did we do this? I don't know. The, the cartoon was perfect.
1: Yeah, so. I don't know. It's a weird trend right now where no. they're like, oh, this is working really well in an animated capacity let's put people in it right why you don't no. need to it's fine like right. just no. b- fund them to make more of that right. like i don't
0: also it's still so much animation because that, yeah that's what cgi is it's just more animation right <laughs> next to live actors doing hand motions <laughs> yeah doing the know? bending yeah Yeah. so we'll see we'll see well, maybe our audience can let us know yeah yay or nay are you going to watch the adaptation do you even know about the cartoon yeah they're gonna be yeah right yeah well
1: hopefully it's the other way around where maybe they didn't know about the live action and they're like wait a minute yeah so
0: the second series of that did get canonically gay yes so Mm -hmm. not out of place yeah when you talk about last Airbender, uh cora Mm -hmm. the second season or not second season like second version of that
1: show yeah yeah
0: i don't know yeah um Avatar, Korra, mm-hmm. whatever that series was called.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. I'm like failing my nerdum yeah, right now. Yeah. I, but it, it was not it also very good. Great yeah.
0: storytelling. Um, I think they're doing another animated series too oh, about great. yet another Bender, yeah. which I will watch and enjoy. Absolutely. So they're writing that's on that. a beautiful is- world and I
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, look forward to going back to it. And again, I'm, my fingers are crossed for yeah. that live action series.
1: Well, we'll remain optimistic until yeah. otherwise.
0: Yes. All right. So, Bring us home.
1: So my last one is a video game one. So you're gonna have to bear with me. Sorry. Um, one of my apps, I know. I'm sorry. Your face. One of my absolute favorite franchises actually started in the early 2000s, and it was made to just be a dumb beat 'em up action game with like a very paper thin plot. And basically, he was. It's called God of War. You mm-hmm. are. You play as this very over-the-top angry macho dude uh, who, who's a Spartan, and his whole mission is he's trying to take down all of the gods of Olympus because they tricked him and betrayed him. So the gameplay was basically just smashing things with weapons, bedding ladies, and killing things. It was ridiculous, but it was very popular. I was I mm-hmm. loved it as a you know fifteen-year-old geeky child Mm -hmm. and uh, played the shit out of them. But then they, I think it ran for like four games and then the people who were writing the game grew up and like had started a family so they weren't like some 20-something-year-old dude being like, let's make a smashy smash game. Mm -hmm. They, like, they were this around my age so like when they made the newest version for the PS5, they took the main character Kratos and like completely gave him a beautiful arc. So at the end of the last batch of games, he ends up killing all the gods of Olympus and like ending that pantheon. And so they're gone.
0: Whoa, spoilers.
1: Yeah, sorry if you haven't played a 20-year-old game. Uh-huh. Um, but...
0: Well, you know I haven't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like anybody who's,
1: who's familiar, would be like, yeah. Um, so at the beginning of this, there's two games of this new version of Kratos now. He ran away from Greek, uh, Greece, sorry, and uh, ended up in like the Norse mythology. So
0: Oh, he just switched mythology. He okay. just
1: bounced and goes okay. in like across the world, ends up in the world of Norse myth- mythology. He falls in love with a woman and has a child. And at the beginning of the new game, Faye, his wife, dies. And so like at the beginning of the game, he's like putting her on the burial pyre. pyre and he's got his kid with him, and um, Atreus is like, uh, like twelve. Like mm-hmm. he's not very—he's young kid. And like from the get-go, Kratos and Atreus do not have a great relationship. Like Kratos is very much like, I'm a warrior. I don't know how to handle kids. Like now, the only person who knew how to handle kids and the love of my life is gone. What am I supposed to do with myself? Like I don't know how to be a nurturing figure. I don't know how to be a father. So as you navigate this game with Kratos, it's him. Leaving behind his like smashy, smashy rage, stupidness, and mm-hmm. like tr- becoming like he's this old man now trying to figure out how to be a dad on his own. And it's beautiful. Yeah. So, like, Atreus has to figure out the fact that he's like half a god because Tra- uh, Kratos is like a half a god. So, I guess he's like a quarter god. So, they're like navigating that together and dealing with grief and overcoming all these odds and stuff. So, it's still very much an action game where yeah. you're like, battling monsters and stuff but at its core it's kratos like trying to connect with his son and learning how to live a life that's not being a warrior and it's just gorgeous so by the end of the first game him and atreus have like you know found the tallest peak to spread fae's ashes and they've learned more about themselves and like found their relationship by the end of the second game uh Atreus has to leave and like start his own journey and like Kratos has to let him go and like
0: mm-hmm. let him
1: grow up and like do his own thing and Kratos is like I was like sobbing at the end of this game cuz we've navigated this entire arc with Kratos like learning to be a dad and he's still flawed he still makes mistakes he still holds a lot of information back from Atreus which like damages the relationship but he's not doing it to be an asshole he's doing it because he doesn't know how to tell Atreus the truth about a lot of things. So by the end of the second game, he's like, he's got to let his son go. And he's like, he's finally figured out how to be a dad. And now he's got to like, let his son go be his own person. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was such a good storytelling arc for him because had they not done that, Kratos would have just been this other irrelevant, whatever 2000s game that like got shelved a long time ago. But instead they breathed life back into this character and gave him a very human, beautiful story where that's still mm-hmm. very much a part of who he is. But now he's like, that's not me anymore. I'm I'm an I'm an old man. I've got to be a dad. You know? And it's yeah. just it was so good. It was like the most compelling story from this stupid, smashy, <laughs> dumb franchise from my childhood. Now I'm like, you know, these the writers of the games were talking about how they're like, we didn't want credits to just be another stupid whatever character they're like we have kids now we don't want to just make games with boobies in them anymore like we want to be like we want this to be a storytelling experience mm-hmm. and make it beautiful and it it was it was my favorite so Craig just going from being this cold-blooded i'll kill everyone who stands in my way and i don't care to like teaching his son that violence isn't always the answer and like we don't wield our swords and hatred yeah. and like we have to hone our minds and be compassionate to people, otherwise we're just gonna get lost in more cycles of violence. And I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. No. Like so good. So yeah, that was that was my absolute top-tier favorite anti-hero is Kratos from God of War because of Sweet. that. Yeah.
0: I can't believe you talked about that for 32 minutes.
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like it was I could talk about it forever, but I appreciate your patience of letting me just word vomit about <laughs> God of war for this long. Sorry. Oh, it's going to be like a whole side episode. I know. God.
0: <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I like it a lot.
0: It wasn't 32 minutes. Okay. It might have actually been 10. Okay. Yeah. This so seems way more folks, reasonable. Folks who are watching or watching or listening to this episode, how long? Yeah, How long yeah. was it? You Clock have timestamps in front of you. I feel like oh. my favorite part of this is when she
1: talked about God of War for a long yeah. time. Jeez.
0: <laughs> well, that's what you're getting this week, instead of an author interview. Yeah.
1: It's me just screaming at you about two thousands games.
0: Ah, uh, well, uh if you have thoughts on God of War,
1: <laughs> yeah, or maybe other anti heroes, <laughs>
0: obviously you can reach out to Maz yeah. and have a, a very in depth conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any other thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. As mm-hmm. always, you can get in touch with us at hoof at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can find all of our socials and contact information in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and that's also where you can find a link to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. We. We invite you to join us there for all the cool things we've already talked about. Yep. The short stories, the works in progress. Mm-hmm. We are continuing to do our weekly Animorphs recaps. Yes. We are about to do Megamorphs number two in the time of dinosaurs. I'm so you so know excited. Maz is going to freak the fuck out about that. Yes, I am. Uh, so it's a great time to hop on board. Uh, and we will be announcing some more exciting stuff later in February. So mm-hmm. February is going to be a very exciting time over at Hoof and Fatten. So come join us. uh, And uh, we look forward to chatting with you all next week. Yeah, we'll see you then. Bye.